0: Hello and welcome to the 11th hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. I'm Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis.
1: And I'm Sam Melloncon from DeBaco Records.
0: Each week we pick a Rancid song and we talk about it and all our complicated feelings and more. Um, <laughs> this week was my pick and decided we're like 18 episodes in. It's time to do the quintessential. Rancid song, Roots Radical. Took the 60 bus out of downtown campbell bins. I know he was on there, he was waiting for me. While the punk rockers and the moonstompers who out on the corners where the spirit change. I started thinking, you know, I started drinking. I don't really remember too much of that. All right, so Roots Radical was, of course, on, and out come the Wolves. Songwriting credits, Lars, Tim, and Matt. Production, Jerry Finn, and Rancid. I thought, anyway. Uh, And, I mean, Brett's got to have one, too, I guess. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No guest musicians. There is a video. It's pretty standard video. Mm -hmm. Rancid video. Um. Yeah, so I mean, this—I I feel like this—I said, like I said in the intro, like this is sort of the quintessential rancid song. Like I think this is for people who have maybe like—I I think if you know people who don't who only have an awareness of rancid, like as a band that exists, it's probably Ruby Soho. Like that was their their time mm-hmm. bomb. But I think anybody who had like more than just a passing interest. Not anybody, but I think like a majority of people would say, like, the I this is, I don't know, this to me is a rancid song. Um, there, you know, and especially you think about all the so there's you know, Hellcat and all the give 'em the boot compilations, and this, mm-hmm. and then there's the the ska songs compilation, all the moon stompers. It's like all from this, like, it all, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's true, it, and. Uh, correct me if i'm wrong this is the first single this is what they tried as the single first
0: did they yeah or was it time bomb or no time bomb was third i think no it's actually
1: right here so release august 7th november 1st was time bomb and november 3rd was ruby soho that's really interesting (laughs) like days between each other they were like time bomb ruby soho but roots radical was like the first six months of this or the first three months of this record was they were trying to push roots radical well, as, and I remember
0: an I like I remember the first time um kind of like listening to the album and like you know Maxwell Murder was like mm-hmm. it kind of it it had the the bass solo so that was kind of like oh that's cool and then like the 11th hour is it's a good song it's like a good Rancid song but as soon as this song hit and as soon like it start and it's I mean it starts it's got that nihilism start but like the like kind of hard edge version of it cuz it's not it's mm-hmm. strummy it's like the palm muting and it's a but as soon as it hit and lars starts singing, i mean it, it like i think that was the moment where i was like oh what's this album like what okay now we're and it's it, i don't know
1: yeah it definitely sounds like when i think of the lars and how come the wolves sound like this is the song like that started that sort of like mid-tempo more like Euro, a little bit more, obviously, a lot more Oi. It's mm-hmm. probably something we should talk about, you know, because I think it's a pretty controversial element of of what Lars is bringing to the band, you know, at this time. I remember it came up a lot when you look at, like, old interviews. And um, it's interesting. I think in the larger um, Rancid catalog, that sort of mid-tempo chunker kind of clash... Song, Sham 69, sort of song, mm-hmm. uh, is actually rarer than it seems, but because some of their biggest songs, right, <laughs> like Ruby Soho and this, and like, um, I don't know what would be another one, uh, but uh, uh, Blood Clod probably was kind of halfway to that, but not even that yeah. one, that one's more of just like a rock song, but like, uh, yeah. anyways, the, those songs, like, I think are very definitively rancid. And like like this era rancid, but like it's kind of a a sound that kind of comes
0: and goes in their total package, right, you know, yeah, I mean, I think it I think so, I think that's right, I'm trying to think of you know, yeah, I mean it, I mean, and most of it when you you know is on, I think the reason people and this is myself included associate that so much with them because most of it i mean you, you know you just this song and ruby soho are the two yeah. but but and even more like most of those songs that are in that kind of vein are on this album and this mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like for the wider public generally the rancid album so like it, i think in a lot of people's perceptions like that becomes their calling card in a way um And it's so interesting that it is like,
1: yeah, I I kind of agree even like this is the rancid like punk sound, but I even have to catch myself how much it like kind of didn't like when we step back and there's nine albums, it's like, oh that's not actually their sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I will say like you were getting, you were definitely saying it like my number one thing I have this week is like, yeah, this is such like, this is the thesis of the band song right like it right. includes most things you think about Ransom.
0: right i mean yeah it's got so i mean <laughs> it's got the store it's got this this these it's about them as kids not kids yep. te- teenagers um and you know causing te- trouble like nothing ridiculous but then it's you know they're talking about
1: I mean, kind of like street kid yeah and, and it talks
0: about you know lar's friend benzonato who I think I don't know if he he died. I know I read that he died like young, but I don't know if he. I think he was, I think he still, was still alive. alive. For the, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. then there's a there's a, like a B side called. There's Benzonado, a B side, and I think that's after he died. But then yes. it's got all the reggae reference, like in roots references, mm-hmm. which is um, yeah, which we can talk about. I, I mean, the song is the name after a Jimmy Cliff song. Um, yeah, it's
1: like it's got all this like.
0: It's reggae. all of it. yeah.
1: It's got all this, like, skinhead culture stuff around, like, like trying to marry punk and, and reggae and being very, like, explicit. Like, this is almost, like, the thesis for that idea of, like, oh, the old skinheads, the good, you know, not shitty skinheads, the old British skinheads that hung out, loved Jamaican culture and, and you know, skanking and moon stomping and all these things, you know, like, this is all, it's kind of this, like, vision of, like...
0: Yeah... The, and it's kind of interesting too like I was thinking about this just in a wider context of like the similar you know because the similarities between reggae and punk um mm-hmm. and and I think reggae had a like the influence on especially like punk in California but like you know they both come from pretty similar origins like their anti-system music about like freedom and they're come from generally, Uh, more impoverished community, you know, and stuff, and so I think it's yeah, and and like I think
1: the direct thing is that like there were these sort of multiracial communities in England that liked both sides, like Oi and and kind of some of these pub rock things that turned Mm -hmm. into punk rock and reggae were kind of the this there's this vision at least kind of talking about uh idealized old music uh (laughs) themes that we kind of talk about. It feels like. They at least really bought into this idea of like there was these times in different parts of England where those communities overlapped so much and kind of created oi and created you know ska punk and right. all these things and that's kind of their dream is to you know the specials and the Clash and 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 then of course uh, Desmond Decker you know all the influence right. of Desmond Decker and Jimmy Cliff on that stuff and it's like. Uh, like well, I- they're just kind of almost trying to manifest that into their own version of it, it with this song, just by saying like, "We were also impoverished, <laughs> you know." Like, right. yeah, it almost is like it's it's forcing the issue of saying like, "No, no, 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 we're going to claim that heritage too because we love it. We also grew up listening to these things, you know."
0: Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's funny. Like this, I, I from like a personal standpoint, like at this point, so I would have been like fifteen, sixteen when this came out and didn't have a whole lot of experience with like reggae or like roots music. And so I, I, this was the first I'd ever heard of Desmond Decker and I, and, and it's, and this is like something I've done since I was, I read this. Well, God no, it was even back when I used to be into like hair metal and would read whatever those magazines were. But so, you know, mm. I'm, I listen to the song and I, they talk about Desmond Decker and I'm like, Ooh, what's that? And so immediately, like, anytime, if I, like, hear something or read something, especially if it's coming from a place like Rancid, who I, at the time, admire greatly, or back earlier when you'd see Kurt Cobain wearing, like, a meat puppet shirt or having meat, you know, I have to, I want to know everything about that. I got to hear it. And so, and I remember, and so the first, and the first Desmond Decker song I heard was The Israelites. And I just remember being like, holy shit. Like, where, like, how have I been missing all that? And then. Um, so like, and that's, I, I mean, my interest in Jamaican music, period, really started with like this song, and um, and then, like, yeah, so it's kind of an, um,
1: and it's probably true for so many people, right? Like, yeah,
0: like, people went
1: out like and got the Heart of the Come soundtrack probably because of this, right? You know, and and then going on on TV and MTV talking about all this stuff, you know, like it seems like. Seems like they actually moved the needle a little bit on right. root root stuff more than some of like the other ska contemporaries, you know, that were happening right around this time. It seems like they were trying to kind of claim again. There, there's a little bit of kind of trying to claim it and being like, oh yeah, we've always been this way, and it's probably true. But like all the way back to Op Ivy and stuff. But like right, it, it, you know, there's a little bit of like, all right, you're larping as a 1979 British punk you know a little bit here but also you probably have done more for people selling desmond decker and jimmy cliff records in the 90s than almost anything else you know what i mean like yeah it's such a weird combo
0: i mean it's such it's a it's i don't know how much it is like i wonder how much it is like larping versus actual because on in the sense of you know i mean the song is like yeah they're on the bus going where like up the hill and like what is it? Desmond decker you know, acting like it's all, like they're listening. Like, it's not. I'm not out of, they
1: didn't listen to the stuff. I'm just saying like the song as a whole sounds like Shame 69 and the Clash. Well, and all yeah, these okay. Things, well, you know, like like they're they're putting right. on a lot of like the sort of the they're trying to recreate a lot of the same things that happened in the moment in England. Uh, around the stuff that they're referencing is all I'm saying. And it's sort of like kind of trying to create a legitimacy around that. Right. And it's like, it's, it's a little bit of like going like, let's, you know, what's your actual thing. But, you know, like, you know, they're kind of, it's kind of received wisdom, I guess, you know what I mean? Like it's from outside of their own. Sure. But then they're trying to like, literally say the only stuff they say, besides just saying they like giving the boots, you know, and they like reggae is, no we literally were kids sh- being shitty in the streets and listening to reggae on the on the radio and it's like like it's almost this sort of like proving their bona fides that they could like they are really truly these kids right. and they didn't come to it late and i i appreciate it i love the song and, and and again like give them the boot just that term to me like i don't even hear those words anymore because at some point we'll hit it but like Give them the Boot, the first comp, I think, is one of the most incredible things ever. I love the given the Boot comps. Uh, I mean, the first two. It's funny. The
0: first one. I don't know that I've heard any of them all the way through.
1: Okay, that's great.
0: Because <laughs> it's like those were kind of pa- a- after.
1: I th- yeah, they came out, like, I think, almost day and date with Life Won't
0: Wait, the first yeah.
1: one. Because that was, like, the establishing era of, of, <laughs> uh, of uh, Hellcat, right? So, like.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And so like that, but I remember that comp, it was five bucks. You know, I remember buying <laughs> it in tower and and it has a really bad cover and you know, all these things, but like, I love those comps and those were kind of this like window into stuff. So like just hearing the term, given the boot, I can't separate it out from rancid, Hellcat, that comp <laughs> that I think is full of a lot of stuff I don't like, but in the sequencing of that comp, Mm-hmm. I, i'm like it's great i love it you know what i mean like only in that context is like stuff i really love and um i really and, gotta and, go
0: back and listen to them i really really do <laughs>
1: i mean we gotta do like a whole like you well, know when we do like a big breakdown episode you know like maybe at some point like yeah like i would totally do the, go through the at least the first few and talk like absolutely and one of the things that we actually should play a clip of if you've not heard it was um who was it? i feel dumb for not knowing this um the thing i the other thing i think constantly about the uh this song is the cover on the first given the boot album is um uh union 13 the latinx uh, uh uh punk rock street punk band did a a spanish cover of roots radicals
0: oh really yeah and it's it's great oh man okay yeah it's
1: like (laughs) i always remember hearing buta you know and uh and and when i sing the song and like it's actually a wonderful little cover and uh it's part of the sort of the funny mythology of that first um uh comp was that they did get roots radicals on there but they got somebody to cover it in a cool way Instead of uh, instead of just like putting their their song on there, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely like drop that in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a it's a cool one. Um, yeah. So that that's like the other part that's really seared in my brain is is that cover.
0: Oh, you know. Okay. I I'm gonna yeah. It's, it's go, kind of this kind of builds on what we were talking about. Um, the larping and all the or not mm-hmm. but so. I I have a thankfully I have a note here I should have looked, I was looking at the wrong notes um <laughs> but um the video like this footage with Joey Ramone is, yeah so uh, that like that I that was kind of I I I totally I hadn't probably watched this video in 20 years or something and when I was watching it I was like oh my god and like obviously it has like a whole other layer now since Joey's dead but like mm. uh, I thought like. It was really endearing, because you could tell, Mm -hmm. like, especially, like, Lars seemed like he was just, like, this kid meeting his hero Mm -hmm. in a way. Ah, so, anyway. It's
1: It's also, uh, the video, I remember being very, like, I mean, it's very, like, 90s color, like, music video colors, but there's, like, wow, look at all this color in a rancid.
0: Right? (laughs) God, and then Tim Vision comes along with (laughs) something. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's... um, but yeah it's kind of it's another thing though sort of like trying to be in you know like in that era of um i mean obviously the ramones were not like in england it but still it's like the oh yeah, yeah like, so. um but yeah i i had to mention that because i really love that part seeing like it would, it's those are the moments of where it's like Lars is at his most endearing when it's oh yeah absolutely because you can't these people because you can't I mean like you can't posture with Joey fucking Ramone (laughs) yeah exactly I mean if you do then you just look you're you're an asshole like nobody um so anyway um
1: the other thing that I really think is funny about the song is there's not a lot to the song like they have the same verses right both times and then it kind of has a great, like, when you're talking quintessential Rancid, like, it's got the great, like, perfect l- punk rock large vocal and then a very screechy Tim vocal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I love that they, like, kind of realized this was, like, yeah, this is our kind of big punk rock song for this album. And and it feels like with the – I love the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the yeah, like, yeah, bridge too. And, uh, and, you know, it's got some really good matte and, and a pretty good guitar – Sort of lead It's not even like a solo, but it's got you know kind of a solo thing going on during that, and it's like pretty stretched. But you just feel like they're going like stretch, stretch like more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make this one three minutes so that it gets on the radio. You know, like there was something about how how funny. Like like they, they have a really good hook they've got this great they're like whoa think about it. like giving him the boot the roots the radical and they're like you know and the way oh my god the way he sings you know i'm a radical oh it's, it's such a good little like turn of like oh. if somebody else saying it it could be like five times worse you know um but his it perfectly fits the things that lars does well with yep. his vocals yeah. um yeah and it's just you know it's so good but that yeah 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 is a, my favorite part of the song, probably, and B, I like like looking back at it. You're kind of like, yeah, just like, well, maybe we can get another thirty seconds out of this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Matt, do your like walking bass line. Yeah, exactly. But
1: yeah, it's totally Lars will do a little
0: solo. Yeah, I don't know, is it a Lars solo or a Tim solo? I assume it's that's a good
1: question. This is a this is a classic song where it's like, yeah, what do you think it is? We should we should go on Twitter and and if we can figure it out from like live shows, though, you never know. I mean, well, you can't uh, do
0: that because Lars just plays all of them on live show. <laughs> I know. It's weird. Tim doesn't play anything except for the upstrokes uh, on uh, the SCOS.
1: <laughs> I think that this. I have a sneaking suspicion that this is uh, an early Lars solo.
0: I think it's a Lars solo. I think There's it's. Something
1: about it, it's a little more rock and rolly and less like angular like the Tim solos.
0: Yeah, and this like overall this feels like more of a lars song
1: yeah that's interesting do you think of that this is i 100 percent think of this as like the lars song oh i
0: think it's a, yeah i think of it i mean um in some ways i think of it as like, like in the whole of rance's discography i think of the, like the lars song even though yeah. tim sings on it i was gonna say it's a know, lot it's very much a, a tim song too It's the. Co- like, it's because it's A, it's because Lars starts the song, but it's mainly the chorus. I mean, that chorus is like all time great rancid choruses, and it's and it's long.
1: at some point, I knew all these words. But, like, I think a lot of this song is so in my brain that some of these the vocalizations, to me, are just, like, notes strung together. Like, it bleeds in me, and it goes. Like, I'm like, yeah, that is what he says. But, it like, the way he sings it, to me, is just this, like, I can't even try to do it, but, like, he he does this, it bleeds in me, and and he slides around. And, like, I think about the, what's the Tim one, too? Like, the uh, nothing incoming but the reggae drumming, and we all oh, come okay, from okay, Unloving yeah. home. I just hear this like percussive vocal thing. I don't even hear. Right. Um, I'd say why even bother to pick up the bottle that part too. Wait, he does such a like 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 weird thing.
0: Well, in the part and then the second ah, the, yeah. right in the in the second part of that next line of like please let these people on. Like I remember that hey Mister Bus Driver, and then it's like yeah <laughs> yeah. And the people are, uh, you know, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, this is such a, like, Tim vocal and Lars vocal where, like, their inflections are the lyrics to me more than the actual right. lyrics. Which is true because it's like, uh, you know, there's not a lot here, you know, so it's like, that's fine. Uh, but, like, yeah, like, uh, when, it is also funny that, like, I fully pull out my blurry vision, saw nothing wrong, and I always was like, huh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: What's that about, Tim? It's about uh, a drunk teenage kid being horny, is what it's saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, like, I mean, you know, I mean, t- thinking of it being quintessential rancid. I mean, we think about, I mean, the lyrics are basically like hanging out as a teenager with nowhere to go, nothing to do, and having good times with your friends. It's always yeah. about like just hanging out, good times yeah. with my friends. It, yeah.
1: So like, it, it, in it, terms of like the the rancid bingo, like and it's all kids, yeah.
0: being shitty. <laughs> Buses,
1: which are like, oh, they this, this this created like the bus cannon. You know what I mean, like bus driver, like songs. Just seem I to wonder be, if it's I mean, the
0: same bus driver who charged him too much on disorder <laughs> and Disorder <this laughs> What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? Same album, right? Like, right I
1: mean, <laughs> I also like that it's like, isn't it two different routes? It's like different routes from their youths, like it's 60 bus, yeah, in and the 43, and the 43 <laughs> uh, in like East Bay, like you like it's these very specific things and they both have to say which bus route they're on like I, and this does start like i think there's bus stuff on like a lot i mean that's such a like street kid thing you know what i mean like i remember that very transportation
0: generally is a very it's it's true because it, it, i mean leicester square aren't they talking about being like on the train yeah or yeah And doesn't backslide have a bus stop i think too?
1: yeah <laughs> this 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 is the definitive bus canon for for, for, i think we need
0: to. i think we need to have a episode where we rank the transportation related songs (laughs) or lyrics or we need
1: we need like a an audio drop for when it's like you know bus alert or like bus trope happening
0: and the funny thing it's like it's hilarious but like those those kind of weird kind of ridiculous details are some of the things i love most about their oh matters. yeah 100 percent. it paints you know, the
1: exact picture of yeah. I was hanging out with all this all this cross street rats and stuff and like the bus was very important and getting on the bus right. with your friends is such a very i live in a place with the worst public transport system in the fucking world and like no like, you, you really centers. don't well i know well now <laughs> you have one yeah 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 <laughs> For yeah. a major Fair. civic center, it's, Fair it's pretty shocking. But yeah, like in Issaquah, like in Bellevue, all these like oh, right. crappy suburbs, you know, like and like even then, it was like super important to to all these kids and like and that there is a very visceral feeling of like being kind of shit ass kids getting on the bus, yeah, just being like out. little turds. And yeah, exactly. And so like it does really can,
0: like I mean, this is like one of those songs you like you can picture it. I mean, it's like. You yes, can see the yes. scene clear as day, and you can see, like, the like the, the old lady who's riding the bus to go get her prescription or something, looking at these kids like, oh, fucking Christ, these stupid kids again. And you can, like, the bus driver is like, I'm not paid enough for this shit, you little assholes. And, like, the dumb kid being like, hey, pull over, let these people on, let these people on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like 100%. I love, and I, yeah, I love it.
1: I, I do think that there's, like, this, like, hidden piece of poignancy, thinking about it, in this you know, like they always like get to the poignant thing kind of roundabout through like their personal experience. Like, but there is a line of something struck me funny. And the only reason he says that is because it's going to run with money, by the way, (laughs) you have that's a bit of a stretch when we ran out of money. Where do you go now when you're only 15? That's that like actually blows open wide the whole concept here of like, what the fuck do you think kids are going to do in the suburbs when they have no fucking money and it's hot and it's like, like, course, this yeah. shit goes wild of course like he's gonna go beyond know, pcp and you know, right a-
0: absolutely
1: like it's like it's pre-internet pre-phones pre you know all this yeah You're just like breaking light bulbs in the alley you know what i mean like what <laughs> and and that that's it's like people kind of laugh at that you know i laugh at it I, it's it's kind of a funny thing to think about but it's also like that was so endemic to the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. of like we just don't give a fuck about giving anybody a place to go so when all ages and, like and Gilman T-Ruck, Street right Gilman Street right. all that stuff gets involved of course it feels like um huh. a life-saving things especially when you have this shit at home you know they have these par- shitty parents at home and like who are also just kind of trying to get by and being addicts and being working stiffs and all these things right you know uh it's not even judging them but like right the whole system is built to like basically not give a shit about these kids and then of course punk rock's gonna feel like it's a religion i have to devote my life to because it yeah. saved my life right it's exactly like a lot of things in this world where something changes you that much you kind of become a zealot for it maybe to the point of negativity but yeah. like of course you do because like i was about to become the most useless methed out shithead yeah. ever and then i and then i found a community and they like held yep. held me accountable and, and gave me love and all these things and like gave me an outlet hard. for a lot of that yeah exactly yeah, it was you more know.
0: constructive than breaking light bulbs in the alleyway or you know i mean yeah. that's actually pretty good that's pretty fun that's, i mean that's that's great be, great i would time, lie, yeah. like
1: brad i mean we should go
0: break some i was gonna bulbs say i wish i could go I, there's been every day this week i could have used that um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah well, no i think that's a really good point and it's you know and i was thinking about this too this is sort of like in the narrative that it's like this is the next like radio is the beginning and this is like the that. next this is like the next step like in the chronology it is, it is
1: part of this whole thing of yeah. like of being saved and they're now very being very specific about like the vibes of that good bad time matching with this sort of this music that's great music but you know it's very much your your tom wait's quote of like bad yeah. news with a pretty face is like sort of the concept and a lot of that is very politically you right. know, about uh you know the suffering of of black folks of different places but it's still that sort of like wow this gives me this vibe and i love it and it and it's like in my soul and saying that was part of like recovering from the shittiness or or like it gave me an out when i was feeling shitty or feeling great and feeling shitty you know
0: i mean yeah well i think part of what resonates for me i mean like it's it looks very different but it's i mean it's my story is very similar like music like yeah. I, I haven't devoted my life to punk rock as a religion but in the way i have like to music as a religion like that's um yeah. everything i so much i basically all the good things in my life i can probably trace for the most part trace back to um finding some you know some sort of community that revolved around music and art and finding oh, yeah. a place where i felt like oh i could actually be myself around like and it's okay and like and it's an outlet for when i'm trying to process all this horrible shit or just get some uh, emotion out in a way that's a lot less destructive than like putting my fist through a wall like yeah. um i mean therapy isn't, therapy is an even more a better yeah, way to exactly. do it but, which we've done that yeah, too exactly. but but i mean it, and so you know like when you talk about it's like when you were like you know that you become a zealot for it. i'm like god i kind of i mean my I, yeah. I kind of am a zealot for weird i mean it's again it's not necessarily punk rock well, but for know,
1: it's it's the spirit of punk rock it's what absolutely. the original concept yeah. of punk rock was and it's it's this idea of novelty and music and and then also camaraderie and scenes you know is something i've chased like there's been moments yeah. where it has, has totally come together and even when i'm not in those moments and it's not working the way i'm thinking i'm chasing right. that you know what i mean i'm i i i'm trying to recapture the best moments of community and most of those did come from music or or music adjacent like music yeah. was present in the best moments i think about certain other things that gave me great moments of um of camaraderie and love and all these things and it's like but I, me or somebody else was absolutely playing some important music in right. the background cuz <laughs> I was a nineties kid. Like that's, that's how it was, you know, like, and, and, and I just feel like it's so inseparable and I'll probably make like, people go like, well, are you going to be done with this? And it's like, I'm probably never going to yeah. be completely done with it because the promise of the community or just the validation of putting something out and people liking it. Yeah. It's kind of too good to pass up. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I, when I, um, so like when i yeah so we're recording this here at the end of july and yesterday was like the two year anniversary of me sort of re-emerging from my yeah. um into the wilderness if you will to make it sound romantic um but i remember when i first kind of came back and started reconnecting people one of the people i who sent me a really nice message was Heather Lee who's mm. fucking amazing but and one of the things she said to me she was like she's like man like she's like we're lifers like we can't stop and I was like yeah that's I am a, like I am I'm a lifer like this is I'm gonna be 90 years old you know I'm gonna be Phil Niblock like in <laughs> in pain but god I gotta get down to Florida to play this show cause it's gonna be like this is what I do and this is how I like <laughs> yeah and um, I'm kind of okay with that, you know, like that's all right.
1: Like uh- I think that's a really interesting specific thing too, of like you kind of had to for a moment step away, and I had a very similar thing where like I, without completely doing it, I sort of almost did like a middle ground version of that for a couple of years, where I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, everything's still going, but like nothing was happening. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like um, I was totally burnt, and and like you've kind of proven like. You can bounce back from that, you know what I mean, and you can, and whether good or bad, <laughs> good, right. bad, or otherwise, <laughs> you you kind of get pulled back in and just go, no, there's a, there's a reason I like this, you know what I mean, and you found maybe a slightly more healthy way of doing it, right. or what makes more sense for you today, and sort of you're focusing on certain things and you're putting a little bit more limits on it, but that's that's the best thing I right. can ask from anybody is going like, all right, this isn't working go away come back and go well i'll do it on these terms and i think what's nice is like especially with the internet like i just feel like we kind of have more options than it used to be where it was yeah like, either i'm running my zine or i'm not or i'm you know putting out seven inches into the void or i'm right. not you know like <laughs> right like not that it doesn't feel like i'm putting out things into the void but um <laughs> yeah uh, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so please send us responses to this stuff and let us know we're not <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just begging it's like right. please. please tell us uh
0: no, but yes
1: i yeah and so like it's a i don't know i don't know getting there from here but like yeah i i this core message maybe this is uh what you know a big thing we're trying to find is like why rancid mm-hmm. right there's other good solid punk rock from this time that i enjoyed and but i don't care about and i think a lot of the negative things about them is they're so dutifully zealous they have so much tree for this one vision of punk rock that is very narrow-minded but it's also a at its core a love of music and a love of the power of music and the power of community and diy and all these things that like yeah was the early imprint for us on why do you care so much you and, know and like i think that's their one of their major manifestos you know
0: and i and i think that and you kind of said like they kind of get there. I, I. I mean, it is on purpose, but it's also sometimes a happy accident. But I think they have their Lars and Tim as uh, lyricists are really good at capturing that spirit in a very specific way uh, mm-hmm. that really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah. I, I mean, I like when I think about why rancid and why why still rancid. I think that's part of it for me. I think. Uh, I don't want to get on a too big tangent here because we've been going for a while, but like, I I do want to mention Jimmy Cliff again. You know, the songs named after Jimmy Mm -hmm. Cliff. But to me, you know, and and how you were talking about how they probably did more for a lot of this music than any most people back then by bringing awareness to it and getting people into it. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Cliff's a perfect example that Tim produced. You know, this album of his uh, ten years ago. It won a Grammy. It's a fucking great album and it was it's like it's one of those things I don't know it, to me it's it's it still has that Tim quality of wanting to be the sort of puppet master but it's like that doing something good
1: yeah that's um, a great example
0: of that. and and yeah the name of that was Rebirth if you haven't heard it y'all should go check it out there's I there's a Roots cover of fucking Ruby Soho on there that's pretty great and uh the Clash cover I the Guns of Brixton cover is yeah that's un- was- i i think if you if you tried to convince me it's better than the original i would listen to that <laughs> argument and not just laugh in your face because i think there's anyway but yeah. um but yeah, yeah.
1: I, and that you know there's a very good chance we listen to one of those tracks that are very tim like from that album on this eventually i think you know i think that's fair game oh I think,
0: yeah
1: right yeah, but it's a good one though yeah like and i mean jimmy cliff is just oh god he's just so awesome uh, Oh,
0: his voice is so good. Yeah, I was so excited. Like when I was doing research for this, I stumbled on the twelve-inch version of uh, the Jimmy Cl- Root's Radical song and on YouTube, and I hadn't—I think I'd heard it once. And it, like, the original regular version is really good, but god, that twelve-inch version—it's like eight minutes long, and it's just—it's weirder and oh, perfect music. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, I think that's probably. Probably enough about that. <laughs> I hope I hope you've come up with your pick because it's time to, re- uh, yeah. to reveal think, yeah. what we're talking about next time next week.
1: Okay, I even though we've been kind of on this topic for a little while, this is this is the one that is calling out to me right now. Okay, let's us dive into the weird and very culturally important world of '90s movie sound and talk about um, I Want to Riot. Oh, wow.
0: Shit, okay.
1: So I Want to Riot, and I think, just to like oh. put the parameters on it, both <laughs> versions. So yeah. there's two versions of I Want to Riot. There's one that's the Beavis and Butthead Do America soundtrack, uh-huh. and the, and it was also on the first Punk-O-Rama. And then uh, there is a version with the Severn All-Stars that's a more i i don't
0: know if i i can yeah i don't know if i've heard it, that version right it's, it's, it's,
1: hmm. it's much more rare and i think it doesn't get have a lot of reprints because you there's more people songwriters involved probably would be my guess you know right the license <laughs> probably doesn't hold up uh both are available on youtube i'm sure oh, yeah, right. uh and yes i think it's an interesting thing i will i will admit i have a secret that's a really great fun song but like
0: Good timing, I, too, because uh, the new Beavis and Butthead movie. Yeah, exactly.
1: It was just kind of reminding me of that. But the specific power of compilation, we were talking about a little bit with getting mm. in the boot this time, mm-hmm. compilations and music soundtrack and movie soundtracks that have mm-hmm. like a point of view. The power of that for like, a 15 to 18 year period yep. and how that's completely done now.
0: Oh, I. It's going to be a long episode because I, yeah, little... I can talk about compilation. I mean,. I, my personal yeah. history of compilations is vast <laughs> so, like of just ones i've put out let alone yeah i've listened to and so. like
1: how that's like so yes. different than playlists now. are kind of one thing but like when you had to like oh i love that red hot chili peppers cover of mm-hmm. whatever and then oh man i can't uh, wait to talk about this you know and then you buy this and then you're forced to listen to a weird rancid scott song like that's a really weird cultural like moment that we all had and i can like start listing weird soundtracks that like created whole scenes you know what i mean like but they were like a corporate tie-in to a movie
0: oh i mean god there's so many i mean and i shouldn't okay well the other thing it's like you know now (laughs) like now when you do a compilation it's like it's usually like a leftover throwaway song yeah yeah back then it was like well you got to give your best fucking thing to this exactly. because this is the thing only thing you know and,
1: and this is what most people more people will hear this than hear your album yeah right?
0: and there's so many examples of especially god the 90s were just it was uh it was rampant it was crazy yeah. how many things you're like
1: oh that was just on the soundtrack wasn't
0: it yeah and it's like I, like yeah there are certain bands where the only song i think i can even name not name but like th- really think of by that it's like oh that was like on this fucking random soundtrack i mean isn't that the folk impulsion thing like, yeah, oh okay, well, yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyways, okay. All right. We can talk
1: about it next time. Might be oh. a long one. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thought. That's Two good versions. One. Everybody go listen to both those versions. We'll do a little book club on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, as uh, always, thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Rancid Pod. We still do not have an email address, but you can yell at us on there. Um and yeah. Study up book club next week. <laughs> Alright, see you soon. See you in the pit! <laughs> oh god. I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to edit that
1: out. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing it in more and more obnoxious ways until you're ready.
0: To- until I oh, until I, I I do it to stop you from doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I like
1: that, it. That's my new
0: thing. Oh, it's good. It's a good um. Okay, I can now. I but see, I just want to see. I'm gonna just let it go to see how fucking ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> you get. Oh man.